Well, it seems what worked in the regular season isn't any longer in the North Division. It's the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast, Justin Cuthbert with you from the basement for another night. Just like that, the Edmonton Oilers find themselves down 2 nothing to the Winnipeg Jets and will now travel to Winnipeg to try to prolong a series that most had them winning pretty handily. It's been, honestly, it's just been a, an immensely disappointing start for the Edmonton Oilers who have one goal across seven periods in the series so far. Nothing from Connor McDavid, nothing from Leon Dreisaitl, and we're going to dig a little deeper into that game, but first, the results quickly from a busy Friday night in the first round of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Got to start again with Boston. Boston 4-1 winners over the Washington Capitals. They now lead the series 3-1 after falling behind 1-0 in the series to start. Boston had three power play goals on the night and three goals in the third period as well, including two in the first 63 seconds. They look the part of an NHL semifinal-bound team. I'm just saying. Uh, Nashville. They staved off certain elimination with Matt Duchesne, remember him, scoring in double overtime to beat the Carolina Hurricanes 5-4 in what seemed to be a thriller. Not going to lie, didn't see much of that game, and I'm not going to lie, I regret to inform you that that just seems to be a common refrain so far on this podcast. But, you know, Carolina, it's, it might be a long series now, because Carolina had the chance to really put the dagger in failed to do so, so maybe this gets extended, and maybe this gets a little bit more of my attention. And finally, Colorado is back St. Louis deep into a corner, winning 5-1 on away ice in Game 3. A variety of scores for Colorado in this one. Uh, the Avalanche did not need Nathan McKinnon on the night, or Nazem Kadri for that matter, though they won't have Kadri for another seven games after he was levied an eight-game suspension from the NHL's Department of Players Safety just before puck drop. But we begin in Edmonton tonight, where the Jets won 1-0 in overtime. Paul Stastny winning it on a low-percentage shot that became a higher-percentage shot with all the screens that were coming in front of Mike Smith. As I mentioned, beyond disappointing for the Oilers, but credit to the Winnipeg Jets. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This team is unrecognizable from a defensive standpoint right now. It was shambolic all season from them, defensively. And yet they've just decided, and they are, now the early 2000 New Jersey Devils. They're making things extremely difficult on the Oilers' top players. And you have to give them credit for what they've done. They've flipped a switch. They've become someone they weren't, or something they weren't, rather. And it's pretty impressive what they've done. You have to give Paul Maurice credit, and you have to give the players credit for buying in and executing after what was a six-week march, and march is the wrong word, a six-week limp to the, to the postseason. And they look like sitting ducks, and now they're playing the best hockey maybe of the entire season because they're just not trying to outscore all the other talented teams. They're trying to play the way maybe that they're best, I won't say best constructed, because they just don't have the defensive personnel to be a dominant defensive team. But they're now buying in. They're playing their role. They're not trying to outgun, they're not trying to outgun the Oilers. And it's paying off. But to play that way, 
you need a quality goaltender. And Connor Hellebuck has been absolutely incredible for the Winnipeg Jets. As a Canadian hockey fan, I'm already bracing for his presence inside the United States net at the Beijing Olympics. He made 38 saves in the game for the shutout. He's made 69 saves. Nice. So far in 70 shots in the series. And most of them consecutive after the Oilers actually scored the first goal of the series. Looked like they were off and running, but haven't been able to get one by Connor Hellebuck since that Yessi Pugliarv goal early. But there is a third reason why the Oilers are not clicking or are not scoring and not able to get anything through the suddenly impenetrable Winnipeg Jets and Connor Hellebuck. It's because Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid are a little bit off. I mean, there's been some connections. There have been some moments. There have been some setups. There have been some great plays that produce great saves. But it seems like more often than not, if the McDavid pass gets through, maybe Dreisaitl doesn't get all of it. Or if Dreisaitl slips into a shooting area, a good quality high scoring area, McDavid just doesn't get the pass through maybe as much as he normally would. McDavid himself had 22 points in nine games in the regular season versus Winnipeg. Together, Drysdale and McDavid had 34. Nothing, as I mentioned, through two games between them. So this gives you know this another major dilemma, I guess, for the Oilers because Dave Tippett, their head coach, has tried them apart. He has now tried them together in Game Two, and both scenarios haven't worked. So what will he do for Game Three? Will it even matter? Because you know. If this postseason has showed anything, it's that the Oilers are still clearly missing a piece in the top six. Yeah, you'd think Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl could drive their own line, but the best version of themselves is them playing together because they have that, such a such a connection. Normally, they have such a connection. But when you do play them on the same line, it just seems like you're, you have no chance of getting anything from the second line, and if the first line falters, then more often than not, you're not going to win the game. The only positive for the Oilers would be Mike Smith. He was brilliant. I won't say again, but he's been good enough, and he was he was brilliant in this game for Edmonton. The Oilers could and maybe should have been down or out of this game before they started to build within the game. It's uh, Mike Smith made a ton of first-period saves, some really great saves in the first period to keep the Oilers in. And this is turning out to be shades of Calgary a few seasons ago. Smith, not the problem, but not the guy that can turn the series you know, the momentum of the series or what should happen in the series in his team's favor. Uh, game three goes Sunday in Winnipeg and a must win for Edmonton if they have any chance, you'd think, of getting to the second round. Okay, let's go to Boston where the Bruins kicked it into gear. Uh, finally, some separation in the series. I mean, Boston and Washington for the first 14 periods, I think, were exclusively either tied or separated by one goal. Bruins finally broke free in Game 4 and now lead the Series 3-1 after not being the dominant side, it seemed, for most of it. But in this game, this is the best best version of Boston that we've seen. Exactly what I expected, I think most expected from them in the playoffs after what was a kind of nervy, unassuming, underwhelming beginning. Uh, the damage in this game was almost exclusively done on special teams. They were dominant against the Washington penal- or power play, and they scored three times on the power play themselves. But they actually did pull away from a five-on-five perspective in game four as well. Unfortunately, there was another bad hit, and I don't want to spend every night breaking down the nuance and legalities of the body checks thrown in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I do have to mention that Dmitry Orlov sent Kevin Miller to the hospital with a high hit in open ice. It was reviewed 
for a major penalty. It was called a major penalty on the ice and reviewed and changed to a double minor, which is important. But I think the hit itself was dangerous because it was sloppy, not it was not because it was this highly illegal, disgusting hit. Um, and there still might be discipline for it, but the Department of Player Safety would then have to go over the head of the officials that ruled that it was only worth a double minor on the ice, and I just don't expect that to happen because that's not a very good look, even with the updates on Miller, who went to the hospital and we probably won't see in the series for, for a long time. So that's a bit of a tricky situation, but if, if one part of the system makes the ruling one way, going over their head, it, it just doesn't seem like something that we're going to see from the NHL. Um, another quality sign for Boston is the fact that David Pasternak finally scored. It's been a bit of a difficult season for him, and he's been okay in the playoffs, but he's been a little bit snake-bitten. He finally scored on his 25th shot of the series. But again, Brad Marchand, he remains the engine for this team, and I don't know if we're picking potential consmite front runners through four games or through six nights in the entire playoffs, but... And he's up to three goals. He's not flirting with the postseason lead just yet. Um, but he scored the icebreaker in this one. He scored big goals in this series, as we know. Um, and, and I think he's just, he's sort of coming into his own in this series and in these playoffs. And that usually portends pretty good things for Boston. Um, to Colorado, I don't really know what more to say about the Avalanche. It was basically just an opportunity for the depth to shine on Friday night. Again, they won 5-1, to one, but Nathan McKinnon did not record a point. Uh, he still leads the NHL postseason in scoring, by the way, with seven points. He had those in the first two games. Uh, but it wasn't just McKinnon who, you know, in terms of the big guns that didn't get it done. The team's eight best players, I think if you listed them, did not hit the score sheet, at least didn't score a goal in this game. It was all about just the supporting cast that continues to be underrated in Colorado. They got the job done, at least from a scoring perspective, on Jordan Biddington and the St. Louis Blues, who look... Like, they're not going to be able to come through with the promise that they uh, delivered before the postseason. I think the next time we talk about the Avs in earnest, uh, it'll be the second round because it looks like they're going to get there pretty quickly. And I feel like the other games going on this weekend and, you know, to begin next week will just be a little bit more important given that this one already seems to be over. Uh, Quickly to Nashville again. I mentioned I didn't see much of this one. I'll be better. But I will say this, it's about time Matt Duchesne did something. 13 points on the year, the second year of a $56 million contract. And he only had 13 points this year. He only played 34 games, but still, they need more from him. They're not even putting him on the power play right now. John Hines does, doesn't trust the guys who make the most money on, on the team, uh, which is not a good place to be in, certainly when you're taking on a team like the Carolina Hurricanes. But for one night... They managed to get the advantage, and they'll have a chance to tie the series on home ice this weekend, which is maybe something we didn't expect to see. Um, but I think Carolina still probably feels like they're in control of this series, and it's going to take something special for Nashville to overcome it. Probably more than a whatever the pace is, 13 points in 34 games, Duchesne might have to be a little bit better than that. Uh, quickly, the tire pump, it's got to go to Connor Hellebuck. He's been absolutely incredible, and he's doing his part to make sure that the upsets keep coming in the North Division through three nights. They're a little bit late, as we know. The Oilers and Leafs are without a win. So that Jets-Canadian series that nobody has in their brackets, one step closer to happening. 
Uh, that's it for me. Full breakdown of Leafs and Habs coming tomorrow with Julian McKenzie. I promise the show will be a little bit longer. It'll be mostly that game, but we'll try to hit on the other happenings in the NHL as well. I'll catch you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 